What is up, everyone? The remix is back. Uh, this is Jeff Needs Sports. It's the Buckeye remix. This is my first pre-mix. Uh, the first official games, not for about four days here, but uh, I'm just going to kind of kick off the season, uh, touch base. And uh, I got uh, w- one of the biggest Buckeye fans I know, one of the best podcasters I know, uh, my fellow VP from Off the Ball Network. I got Mo Murphy in the house from Up in Flames podcast. Mo, are you ready? <laughs> uh, of course. Like, it's Sunday this is the first time ever I'm excited. Ohio State is playing on a Thursday because I don't have to wait till Saturday <laughs> like the rest of the world for their favorite team to play. I get some, you know, pre weekend excitement. And with the slate of games on Saturday, I'm glad that I just get to focus on Ohio State on on Thursday and then get to watch all the other great games Saturday with my day won't be ruined or anything like that. So I just I can't wait like Ohio State is really about to kick off a fo- a competitive football game. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited. That's, that's what I was going to touch on. Uh, I, I just can't wait. I got Thursday night. As of now, I'm hoping I can get Friday morning off, uh, hopefully do a post game with Jay Stevens Thursday night. We're kind of working on some stuff, but I'm always excited. I don't. I don't hate the Thursday games early, early in the season. I Just from what you touched on, that allows me to like – Watch, watch the Buckeyes, but then Saturday comes, and even Sunday this week, you know, really get to focus on the, the nationwide game. So it's it's a win win for me. I wouldn't want it mid season. I don't want to play Thursday, you know, mid season or whatever. I'm a Saturday at noon guy myself. But um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not the especially. What was that one time we played on? We played like Northwestern or somebody on a Friday, and yeah. it was like the weirdest thing ever. I was like, when do yep. we ever play on Friday? Like, yeah, I'm so not, Thursday yeah. is definitely weird. Like Ohio State doesn't play. I can't remember the time when we played on Thursday. I don't know how long it's been, or maybe there was one recent. But I'm just not thinking about. But I don't even remember when we played on Thursday. The last one I can remember is probably, and I'm not even joking when I say about the time you were born. We played. I think it was Wyoming on like a Thursday night kickoff game back in probably ninety. Man, man, 94, 95, maybe like back then. And of course, it like was before close. I was even born. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it's, it's been a minute ago and it didn't go that well. I can't, I uh, can't remember the details of it, but I remember being kind of like, uh, well, that one's over. Yeah, we won the game, but it wasn't great. So, so we talked about the overall excitement for the season. Um, you know, if anybody wants to go back and check, Mo was on with me and Jay Stevens. We did a Big Ten, um, preview a couple weeks ago on Jeff Needs Sports. You can go back and listen to everything we think about the whole season. And, and breakdowns and some and bigger discussions. Today is more about just kind of talking about what we're looking for Thursday night and then sort of how that relays into, you know, the rest of the season, basically our general overall excitement. So um, with that being said, we're going to talk about what we're, what we're focused on when we're watching the game Thursday outside of just like enjoying football. So Mo, what are, what are you, what are you looking back, looking at hardest? Like, is it a position group? Is it one player? You know, we know we got Stroud coming in, a new quarterback. These guys, the whole quarterback room is loaded with what we think is projected talent. Zero basically throws, zero, you know, mm-hmm. time yeah. and mean, meaningful games. We got that coming in. You know, you have defensive line questions. Switching to a 4-2-5 defense is something I'll touch on here in a minute. So what are you focused on Thursday night that is going to tell you the most about the Buckeyes going forward? I think, I think the number one answer for everybody – is C.J. Stroud. I feel like C.J. Stroud, all eyes are on him. Specifically, we know we have the best wide receiver room in the country, so we know he's surrounded with weapons. We know Master Teague is coming back. Trayvon Henderson has been really oppressive in camp, 
Um, and even in the spring game, being the number one running back, being a freshman, you know, we pretty much always have elite running backs. So and our offensive line is really good. So we don't have any questions offensively outside of CJ Stroud and our, our, our team goes as far as our offense goes. Uh, I can't really think it's been a while and we've had it, but it's been a while since the last time where we had a great defense and a bad offense. Uh, Ohio state is not built on a bad offense. So we, as great, we've had some great defenses, but it's not necessarily, we win championships. We have successful seasons based on our offense, not necessarily what we do defensively. I've seen, there's been plenty of questions on defensive side of the ball um, in years prior. And we were so loaded offensively. It didn't really matter. Um, even last year was kind of one of those. We still made it to a national championship with all the questions on defense uh, because we were so loaded offensively. So I feel like if Stroud can fill in, and do be what everybody says he is. I mean, he's getting praise from Wilson, you know, um, from Jackson Smith, from from Chris Olave, all of those Julian Fleming. Like they are giving him the highest praise, almost like he's not better than Fields, but we're not losing anything by him replacing Fields. So I would say him, and then another individual player is Seven Banks, uh, our corner. <laughs> and the reason why I'm so interested in him is because. The scouts, the scouting departments are so high on him. Uh, kind of reminds me of the Eli Apple situation where production, he, oh, my bad. <laughs> production, he's not, I haven't seen what I've seen. Well, you broke up a little bit on the ceremony. I'm sure you'll come back here in a second. So, uh, to get, to give to give Mo a, a break here while he's paused, um, I would piggyback on the seven banks thing. Yeah, the, we're, the scouts are kind of torn on seven banks. Some people have him as high as a first round pick. Uh, some people are much lower. I'm I'm lower though. I think he has a ton of potential. I saw great. I saw some really good things that you know made me optimistic for the season going forward. Um, to me, it's all about this. You know, switching to the four-two-five defense, and it's it's what can that guy what can that guy do in the uh, the bullet role or the Joker role, or whatever we're going to call that role. You know, your your fifth defensive back, so so to speak. But he's coming down. He's he's playing run. He's lining up. You know, he might line up outside tackle. He might line up. You know, he he's got to be able to come down the line and play the run. Um, man, we had two Mo Murphys on there for a second. I apologize. I don't know why. Yeah, that's that. right. I was I was just kind of reiterating on what you said. You were talking about seven banks, and I kind of started exploring into the my biggest thing that I'm watching is you know we got the four two five defense, which I've been begging for for I don't know my it feels like my lifetime now, but uh, but my the key is I think seven banks is good. I don't think he's as good as he. I don't think he's a first round guy at all. Um, I, I do think and that's, that's what the, I think, but a lot of people think so. Like I'm seeing first round, and I'm seeing Eli Apple. All over again, because I. But Eli, Eli Apple looked, was graded Eli the same way. Like, he looked like a first rounder, though. I yeah. I, but I he think. was graded that way. But I always, even watching him at, at Ohio State, I'm like, when he went top ten, I was like, I mean, that he's a, good. But I seen him get yeah. burnt a lot, and so I was like, like, but he was also the potential. Like he just looked the part, played the part. Yep. Uh, the combine said, you know, everything validated everything they thought about. So maybe Seven Banks is one of those guys. But I mean, this is first year being cornerback one and i don't know like yeah. he's guarding team's best receivers so i guess with that i mean i guess we'll see our secondary 
I guess it's not our biggest question on defense like I thought it would be. Apparently, some of the guys we have are, are really like looked at in a high light. And our linebacker core probably is our biggest question just because we don't really know. Like, we don't know who's going to be the standout linebacker. I mean, last year they were all old. Um, and then this year, like, the focus, I think, is some of the freshmen we got on the defensive line, Jack Sawyer, like – you know, those are our strong points, and we just don't have a, a linebacker core. Where There's so many questions, I think, at linebackers, too. I'm, and I'm interested to see, you know, while you were transitioning over, I was talking about the four-two-five. It's like, what can this guy do in that? You know, they, we're I think Ohio State's going to call it the bullet roll. It's the fifth guy. It's that guy that's going to, you know, line up either over a tight end. He's going to come down, you know, on blitzes. He's going to be he's going to be out there in coverage on a tight end. That hybrid backer that everybody has to have. You know, me and Jay Stevens talk about it a lot. A four-two-five or a three-three-five. The difference is, what does that? What does that third linebacker? Is he a more of a defensive backer? Or is he more of a linebacker? That's all that really changes. Yeah. That they're doing the same job. So a lot of people think Proctor will play that role a lot. You know, he's kind of an in-the-box safety anyway. I, I think that's a a good spot for him as a you know physical guy that's not scared to play the run. But he's got to be able to cover in the slot. So what teams you know teams are going to do? They're going to come out. You know, they're going to try and match up. If that guy's out there, they're going to try and bring, you know, a small quick wide receiver out there to take advantage of these mismatches. How do we handle that? Do our Can our safeties get in position? They got out of position a lot last year. A lot of it was due to just circumstance to where these guys were filling in. You know, they were learning on the fly, and you can't learn against Alabama on the fly. And that, that you know, that, sh that showed up big time. And then, you know, as far as the linebackers goes, if they're just a little faster, I'm fine. Like you, you've yeah. said it a lot when we talk about Clemson, you know, you're like, oh, they're bringing all these guys back. Well, if they're bringing the same defensive back, is that good or bad? Same with Ohio State. Yeah, we lost all of our linebackers, but we really didn't want them is what I'm getting yeah. at. Um, you know, Hilliard played better at the end of the year and stuff, but none of those guys are irreplaceable. Like the, nobody's going to tell me that there's not another tough Borland in that room when they've been telling us we have five star recruits for the last 10 years. Like I, I just I just refuse to believe. So um Though I'm going to be focused, basically I'm focused on the middle of the field, linebackers mm -hmm. through safety, right up the middle of the field. Because if those guys can't play, it does not matter. You cannot win a national championship if those guys are still getting confused like they did last year. Because when it comes to even Oregon, you know, in week two, not that not that Minnesota's a, you know, I'm looking past them, but even as soon as week two, you're going to get punished if you do that. So I'm really focused on the middle of the field. I'm with you. I'm not terribly concerned about the offense. That we tend to figure it out. It feels like there's enough talent. It feels like there's enough interchangeable parts on the offense to get enough points. Like I think that any combination of our ones and twos can be the best offense in the in the Big Ten. The the receiving core is beyond, you know, it, it's it's so good that that's gonna help young quarterbacks out. I think Wilson's unguardable. I think Alavi's closer close to unguardable, you know. So yeah, my, my whole thing is like when the other team has the ball, what what do we do at the middle of the field? Can we can we pick up these rub routes? Can we are we switching or safety's recognizing stuff? Like it's 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 gonna be all about that for me. Um and that's another know. that's another player, Olave. I wanna see I we finally get to see how good Olave really is. And I'm not questioning his talent, but one, I think I'm shocked that so many people would take Garrett Wilson over Olave based on what both of them have done the past two seasons. I think you're getting that like great greatness versus better argument. Olave has been greater over the past two years, but you just watch Wilson and know that like he's better. He's a better receiver. And so I think 
Alave benefited when a quarterback, especially in college, finds his guy, that guy is going to be the most productive. And I think, you know, after his coming out year, his freshman year, I think Olave was Justin Fields' guy. That was just the the – so now he doesn't have that. So now we have to see, is Olave C.J. Stroud's guy or is it Garrett Wilson? Uh, I think they're going to spread the ball out a lot, but, like, is it Olave benefited from – he was just Justin Fields' guy and he was a lot better than the talent he went over, but Wilson is actually the better receiver. And I think if that turns out to be the case – I think Olave is going to regret, like a lot of people think, he's going to regret not going to the draft this past season. I think with everybody being so high on Wilson, this could be the highest Olave was coming out of college was last season. He could drop a little bit uh, after this season because I just don't see with all the great receivers we have, I really don't see him putting up that great production with a new quarterback. I just don't see C.J. Stroud picking up with him where Justin Fields left off. I feel like Stroud – Got in his and, and with all these other guys, Marvin Harris. I haven't heard much about Olave. I've heard about how Marvin Harrison looks great. Obviously, we know Olave is great, but Marvin Harrison looks great. Julian Fleming has turned things around. The only way you can find that out is if a quarterback is getting them the ball. And so I think they're spreading right. it around, figuring out what they got. And I don't know if he's going to have that same, you know, rapport with, with Olave that Justin Fields had. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. But I think as far as, you know, with Olave, as long as he, as long as he has some flash plays and is healthy, I don't think much changes. I think Wilson's, I think Wilson's going to get more run. Um, I think you know Harrison's going to get a ton. The guy looks. I mean, the receiving core just looks. I, I don't. There's no holes in it. Even even Rucker at tight crazy. end looks looks like you know one of the better tight ends in the Big Ten, you know for sure. So you know that being said, the position groups, you know, defensive line looks great uh, from what we're hearing out of them. Those guys are progressing. You know, Garrett. Um, looks, he's he's a monster. He's a first round pick. You know what I mean? It just, it's um, you know, the young guys coming in, uh, Jack Sawyer, like you said, it, it's 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 going to be awesome. I have I, I have total faith in that. The, the offensive line looks pretty good. Um, you know, we'd be silly to act like this team isn't loaded with talent. Um, you know, I'm not. Gonna- but uh, but everybody's acting like like we and I know we're Ohio State fans, so there is a little bit of bias, but. Even like watching, being able to watch college game day yesterday, got to hear what people think about Ohio State. And I mean, there was a team, there was a guy, uh, I forget who it was, that said Ohio State won't even make the playoffs. Like, in what world is Ohio State, like, if CJ Stroud balls out to, uh, Thursday, does the, the whole aspect of Ohio State change? Like, is everybody doubting Ohio State only because they don't know what CJ Stroud could do? And if he goes out there and throws for 500 yards against Minnesota or even beats, I don't think we'll get respect till after the Oregon game. So if he goes out there and plays great against Oregon, is it now everybody's going to look at the rest of the talent at Ohio State and be like, yeah, that's a top two to three team. Their yeah, quarterback is great and they're more talented than pretty much everybody. They're, no, they're looking at one thing. It's that's always a sticking point. Last year, what they saw the the biggest weakness was these huge plays that they gave up to receivers. You know, over the middle of the field, these long touchdowns you couldn't stop. So, in everybody's mind, all they see is the you know Devonte Smith touchdowns in the National Championship team or the Indiana game in the second half when uh, Penix puts up all the yards and everything like that. That's what it's all about. But is that you know we've we've talked about this. Alabama has a new quarterback coming back. Uh, you know, Clemson's got a young quarterback, but it, it does seem the focus. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a case that the more you see a team play, the more you can pick it apart. Like if a high state, for whatever reason, because the last year with all the restrictions don't get to go to the playoffs, then nobody has the Devontae Smith game to pick apart. They would have assumed they would have lost to Clemson. Who knows? Maybe Clemson wins the national title. Like we have no idea what changes. 
So the more you see a team play, the more you can pick it apart. Like, um, it's been beat to death at Indiana game last year. And I'm like, my goodness, like if we, if we took every team that had a win, you know, a close win, you know, in the middle of the season against a, you know, a team that wound up being pretty good and, and picked it apart like that, we, we drive ourselves crazy at some point, you know, winning has to matter, but I'm not saying high state's not flawed, but I, I also can't look at their schedule and pick out the game. You know what I mean? Outside of. Yeah. There's not a, and everybody I think wants to pick the Oregon game. I think that's everybody's like, okay, they're going to lose to Oregon. And I just, based on talent alone, I Oregon isn't matching up with us. And the expectation for Oregon isn't that high either because they're the highest ranked Pac-12 team and they're 11. Like they're expect, they're a team expected to win their conference based on the initial rankings and they're not even in the top 10. So I, <clears throat> I know you look at Ohio State in a lot different light, whether it's benefit of the doubt. And, and But if you were a team to win your conference and you're a power five and you're not in the top ten, how good are you really? They have a couple high prospects uh, on the defensive side of the ball, but offensively they got question marks everywhere, including their offensive line. And if I'm a team playing against Ohio State, the last team, the last <laughs> position group I want to have question marks at is my offensive line when I think if I – that's the strongest point of Ohio State's defense is the defensive line, especially what we're hearing about Jack Sawyer. He's the, the third coming of the Bosa brothers. We expect Zach Harrison to finally beat his monster. You know, now that it's just him kind of – he's the star of that defensive line. We expect him to be the monster that he was supposed to be coming into college. So I just don't – I feel like it's a lot of disrespect, and I, I hope I hope our Buckeyes are, are hearing this. Coaches pay attention. They, they use this as, you know – whiteboard material so i hope our coaches are hearing this and using this like hey they are doubting y'all already you know what i'm saying most one of the most talented teams in the country and they're doubting y'all already and i'd be looking at cj stroud privately and it's because of you like it's because they don't believe in you i'd be looking at my defensive backs in in db meetings and it's because of y'all i'm saying i I get them motivated they don't trust that y'all can make the plays needed to win a national championship or let alone even make the playoffs you got to use that as whiteboard material yeah, I totally agree. And, and, and I'm always, I'm always one. I, I say this every year. I, you know, me and once again, me and Jay did a college football show early in the summer about how to change college football. I hate preseason rankings because I, I will, nobody can convince me that they don't rank teams based on games coming up. Do I think Oregon, who had a subpar season last year, they don't even know who their quarterback was going to be until like July? They didn't even know who it was going to be, not like which one. Like they didn't know who. And then, but but they're you're telling me they're the 11th best team in the country when you've got an Indiana team at 17 that we saw play last year. They've got a quarterback coming back that we know how good he is. So you're telling me that you really think Oregon's six spots better, or is it because Ohio State and Oregon play week two? Like I I know this factors into these rankings. So then when probably Ohio State, make it a bigger game, make make it, it a bigger game exactly. for Ohio State, so make it a I, bigger game for Oregon. One Let me just tell you this. In my rankings, when they come out tomorrow, um, I don't want to give anything away. Oregon's probably not going to be 11. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling everybody right now that I I, mean, I, if I, it's, it's completely it's that, yes. It is, and it's, it's it gets frustrating with the way college football operates sometimes. Like Because when you think about when the NFL comes out, like the power rankings, they mean a lot, but they don't hold a lot of weight in a sense. Like Just because we like, – like with power rankings – 
you say you you think the I Bucks think are the second real, best team in the NFL. I think they're really important. I think everybody should pay attention to my power. They are, like yours are really important for some reason. Like everybody, <laughs> like it's not in a bad way, but everybody looks forward to Jeff's power rankings. But what I'm saying is like if you it doesn't ruin the Bucks season because you say they're the second best team and somebody else is like, Good no, point. they're fourth. Where like these rankings could determine Matter. like you could yep. be fifth. And miss out on a chance at a national championship, but like the rest of the world believes that you are better than that team ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, but the game, but you know, so many factors come into that. Where in the power rank is, we just week by week going by who we feel like is the best, who performed, and they could jump a lot. Like teams could jump a lot in the NFL, where in, in college football, a team, two teams could be undefeated. And if they were ranked ahead of them the week prior, they're going to be ranked ahead of them unless like the team just beat yeah. the number one or number two team. But no matter who had a higher quality win just on how they yep. looked, I was ranked ahead of you. I won. I didn't give you no reason yep. to jump me. So I'm going to stay ahead of you. And I th- I don't like that it's, aspect either. It's silly in the rankings. And it goes the other way, too. Uh, you know, if Oregon wins that game, they're going to, you know, assume, let's let's. Let's project that Ohio State wins Thursday night. That's not nothing's given in football. But I'm saying, say Oregon beats Ohio State, then Oregon's gonna get all the credit for beating, you know, a number four, three Ohio State, whatever they are at the time. Ohio State could be terrible the rest of the year. When they look back at the end of the year, they'll say, oh, you know, Oregon beat number whatever, you know, Ohio State. They, they it's like that 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 ranking holds weight all the way through the season, no matter how bad a team is. Like I don't, Oregon has a chance to drop out of the top twenty-five. They won't do 11. that for Ohio State, though. They no, won't no, do that for, if Ohio right. State beat Oregon. But and what Oregon I mean is like Indi- Indiana got more credit for losing to Ohio State than they did for beating everybody else on their schedule because it's that that gets like locked in time and people can't come off of it. You know, they don't. That that's why I don't like I don't like these preseason projections because it's all for TV. It's all for TV. Nobody has any idea what Oregon or Ohio State are going to look like in their first game. They really don't because. The guys have not played. The quarterbacks have not played in front of them. And it's yeah, we don't have sure things. Yep. If Justin Fields was coming back, I really think Ohio State would probably be favored to win the national championship. Oh, absolutely. We probably would come into the season number one if Fields came back. But that's why I say that has to be the question because if Fields comes back, I think Ohio, I think people would feel like Ohio State will run away with the national championship this year. So I get the quarterback does hold a lot of weight, but they would be like Fields coming back and the rest of that talent. Where they're looking like we don't know. CJ Stroud was projected to be really good, but we don't know how good he's going to be yeah. in, in spite of all the talent they have everywhere else. I mean, I'm sorry. If CJ Stroud does not play good in his offense, I don't think he'll really play good anywhere else because it's, oh, yeah. it's not a complex, it's not complex. And putting all these weapons around you, if yeah. you're a quarterback and you look bad, I mean, go ahead and transfer to Vanderbilt, buddy, because that's about all you're going to get. Yeah, you 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 yeah. can't have all these weapons that look bad and expect that it's Alabama go come knocking on the door like it's no a quarterback, go buddy. A quarterback friendly offense, and then you know to mention that you talk about all the weapons, and then then you uh you know these quarterbacks always get the chance of two or three times a game to bust off a thirty yard run because everybody has to bail back in coverage. Um, it it's it's a very good situation for a young quarterback. Let's put it that way. So uh, let's talk about the season projections. We already touched on it. We obviously think. Everybody thinks if and if you don't, once again, uh, if you have a good reason why you think Ohio State won't win the Big Ten, I'm happy to hear it. I think anybody's crazy not to project them as the Big Ten preseason, you know, leader in the pack. So we we know we think Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten. Uh, obviously, everybody thinks they're really good. I mean, they're top four or five any any polls you have. So what do you think the season's going to? What do you think the season's going to? 
look like? What what's the ceiling for this team? I mean, I would have to say national championship and like actually getting the job done. Uh, my heart can't take reaching there or reaching <laughs> the pot- the potential and then not winning it. Um, it's been a while. It hasn't been that long when you look at some other teams and they're like, like if you're not Bama or Clemson, it's been a lot longer for you since you won yeah. a national championship. But it's still like because we have teams that that are that good every year, like just getting there is like it's at the point it's not enough. Reaching the playoffs isn't enough. You know, it's kind of national championship or bust. Uh, these next three last last year's recruit class, this year's recruiting class coming in, and the year after's recruited class, like scouts and everything have projected that don't between those three, they will win a national championship. Like they have we have recruited that well that they are projecting a national championship with those recruiting classes. They will win one at some point. So um, I would say a national championship would be ultimate success this year because I mean if CJ Stroud clicks. If C.J. Stroud is as good as we think he is, and, and he basically was passed the torch from Justin Fields himself, everybody rants and, you know, rants and raves and talks great about him. So if he's as good as his own teammates are saying, then I feel like the questions that people are doubting Ohio State for in the first place would be out the window. And now you look at talent overall, and it's not it may be two, maybe three teams that, that are touching you know, Ohio State. I, I don't even think Bama's as talented overall as Ohio State. I think Georgia – is expected to be one of the most talented teams and maybe Clemson. But other than that, I, I don't see – and maybe even if you want to put Bama outside of that, and I don't see why we – if C.J. Stroud is that good, I don't see why we couldn't beat any one of those teams when they have the same questions at the same position, it, essentially. Yeah, exactly. All of them have new quarterbacks. The only one we really got to see uh, – Bryce Young has thrown a pass in a game and blowouts, but, I mean, who cares? Those are bottom feeder, you know, D1 teams. And then um, even – DJU over there at Clemson obviously played a game and lost. Played great though. He did. He did. He played really yeah, great. Yeah, he, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. Yeah, he played great. So I don't want to, you know. Yeah, he he's zero and one, but he he played great. Uh, so I just I th- I think it's national championship. Like, why could Ohio State? We're already looked at as the fourth best team, and we have quest- people are afraid to put us any higher based on the quarterback. So if CJ Stroud is that good, and he's a potential Heisman candidate that some people think would be his ceiling as an individual player this year. And why why would national championship winning the national championship be out the window? Yeah, I totally agree. I, I always look at it from if I was from you know if I was from space. If you're going to tell me that you know Clemson can win a national championship, then there's no way you can say Ohio State can't. We you know dismantled Clemson you know last year. Yes, like you said, they had the quarterback coming back, but like I'm just saying as a, as an observer, you know it's it's it'd be crazy not to think that they had the potential to win a national championship now. I can see a scenario because there are you know, there are holes. We talked about the defense, the young quarterback. What I do like is depth. I think that this could be a season where if something goes really, you know, have a big hiccup, I think that a, a another quarterback can step in, another wide receiver. You know, we've got some depth to like get through a game or two if we need to. Kind of like Clemson had yeah. to last year. I had to fight through the middle of the season when Lawrence was out. That that's huge. You know, we're not we're not a thin team. Alabama, you know, their their depth has helped them. You know, they lost their best wide. Well, at the at the time, they lose their best wide receiver last year. The the next guy up wins the Heisman. Like that's what depth does for you. And yeah. he was a he was a difference in a national championship game. I think Ohio State's finally at that level, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know about defense. We talked about it, you know, enough already, but. Definitely have potential to win a national championship. I think they're going to have to fight a little harder for it than I want them to. But I also 
will admit that like I look at the schedule, you know, they don't have, you know, Georgia's got a, a couple more, you know, you know, so, some tough games on their schedule. You know, Alabama, LSU, they've got that one extra game maybe that Ohio State doesn't have. I'll admit that. I don't think a lot about the Big Ten this year. I could be right. Maybe Penn State's as good as people think. Maybe Indiana is phenomenal this year. They think they should have been a playoff team last year. If they're that good, that's fine. There's more good teams. But after what we saw out of, like, Nebraska and Illinois yesterday and things like that, Ohio State's got a schedule that they're going to be favored in every game, which means they go into the playoffs – Whoever they play, and the you know, then is the you know, then it's just like we saw last year. It's up for grabs, uh, depending on who who fights their way in. So, I I'm not predicting a national championship, but I there's no way that I can see why they couldn't win one. So I, I think yeah, I'm and I think I think just just to touch, I think week one determines a lot for really the rest of the season. And the reason why I said that mm-hmm. even for Ohio State is because like the matchup, I think the most important matchup next week for the country is Georgia versus Clemson. We talk oh, about yeah. number three versus number five. And everybody, there's a lot of people who went on the limb and picked Georgia to win the SEC. So right. therefore, like if they lose that game and that's the team that you think like is the best team in the SEC, then we might start looking and be like, we're going to start picking the SEC apart. And then I think that Penn State-Wisconsin game is huge for Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, and I think if I'm not mistaken, Indiana and Iowa play uh, next Saturday also. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Indiana and Iowa play, which I oh, think really? will also be another. Yeah, that will be another big game for Ohio State. And the reason being is because I think when those two teams play each other, those are going to be kind of the winner. of Those games will be number two and number three in the Big Ten. They Essentially, are those at, are the four it, other ranked teams. Indiana, um, at, Indiana, at Iowa next Saturday. That's giant yeah. Games. And I think that I think that in Penn State and Wisconsin determines kind of what you will think about the Big Ten, at least at the top. Because the winner of those two games will be two and three in the Big Ten. And you'll you'll start evaluating and how will they look compared to Ohio State. Is this a team we have to worry about? This and that. So I think those three games, the out of conference with Georgia and Clemson and then the two in conference games, I think those are huge for Ohio State. Like I think Actually, those matter for Ohio State because you know they're behind Clemson, they could lose. They're, Georgia's ahead of or behind them. They could jump Ohio State or Ohio. They could jump to three Ohio State stage four. We know how this goes. They could, you know, no matter how bad they beat Minnesota, Georgia beats Clemson. They're going to jump Ohio State justifiably, oh, yeah. and they're going to stay at number four. And I'm okay yep. with that. But there's three games that could really you're looking around what Ohio State needs to be worried about or who in that out of conference game could determine later on in the season. But that in conference game could really determine what you think about the Big Ten as a whole, or at least Ohio State's competition in the Big Ten. After Saturday, like week one could oh, determine what huge. you think about Ohio State season. Yeah. And it's never been like that. It, it hasn't been like that in a while. Well, we no, see it's, the, it's really the other up. ranked teams playing against each other. Like Penn uh, State plays Wisconsin week one. And then Indiana plays Iowa coming in the season ranked in week one. Like we don't see that a lot. And you got, you got later stuff in the season. Once again, we did an NCAA preview on a lot of this stuff. You guys should check it out. But just like to touch on, like, you got games like Auburn coming up to Penn State. That's big for, you know, the Big Ten. Whether I hate the Big Ten or not, I understand it's going to come down to we, – we all know we're going to get to the last two weeks of the season. We're going to be arguing about schedules and blah, 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 and all this BS, which is why I just let more teams in. Um, I'll, 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 I'll die on that mountain. Um, we know how it's going to go. Just like you said, Mo, they're going to get to the end of the season. They're going to be like, who'd you be? Well, you know, 
Clemson lost a tough one here, and Georgia lost a, it's, it's always this. And Ohio State had to do it last year. Ohio State had to argue the way in last year. We had to we had to use Indiana as a springboard to get in the playoffs, which was kind of embarrassing. But we took care of business against Clemson and justified that. If we lose that Clemson bad, we're having a whole different conversation right now on the on the Buckeye remix because then yeah. we're like. We're, they're, they're, we're like, what do they got to do to like fix this? So, but we're not. That's awesome. Well, it was a great season last year. It's going to be a great season this year. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, everybody, keep up to date on the uh, Buckeye Remix here. Mo will be back on uh, several times this year. I don't know why my computer's not working. He doesn't lock up on us. But um, Mo will be back several times this year. Oh, sorry about that. But it's probably going to get weird when I try to end this broadcast. It's probably going to keep going for an hour. It is what it is. But anyway, Mo, thanks for coming on. Uh, looking forward to working with you more. Looking forward to seeing you know more. Yeah, you have some great articles coming out on Off the Ball Network in the last you know couple of weeks. You've been putting them out left and right. Uh, they're really good stuff. Now the football season's heating up. Uh, I'll be here every week. You know, post not not immediately post game, but you guys know the deal after the games to to give you what my grade cards will be back. Uh, my college football rankings, playoff rankings come out this week. I'm hoping to get them out. Uh, you know, as soon as Monday night, if things go well, you know, NFL rankings are coming out soon. It's going to be crazy. Uh, go check out, uh, you know, more college football stuff. We got the Blue Bloods on the network. We got Jay Stevens on the on the network putting out great college football content and, all, you know, and all the other guys. So it's going to be a good time, man. I, I, I Are you ready? Man, Jeff, look, like <laughs> once you said you were doing this, I was like, oh, like this means is here. And, like, the only problem is it's going to be a long week. Like, this is going to be a long week. And what makes yeah. it even worse is I'm off Thursday. So, like, I have to uh, sit at home all day <laughs> and waiting. wait on, just wait on a team. You're going to sit all day and watch people and listen to people tell you how Minnesota's going to win. I, that is what is going to like, happen. That's what, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to spend my Thursday on is, is yep. you know, the college football, you know, it's kicking off. So, everybody's going to be talking about it. Twitter's going to tell me why Ohio State's going to lose. Uh, yeah. the rest of the world is just going to tell all you're going to hear is, you know, man, yeah. this could, if Ohio state even keeps it close to Minnesota, they're not going to be the team we thought it was like, and I'm going to have to sit there and really just find a way, you know, maybe I take, maybe that's take the kids to the park day or something. There you go. Like, you know, they take them out and, and run around. Cause I just, I can't sit here and soak up all this Ohio state hate on, on what, the first game was, of the season. What I would say is probably on like the, the Big Ten Network or something. They'll probably replan like greatest Ohio State games. They kind of do that on these days to build. Yeah, they do tend to do that. Yeah, just, yeah, just just go back and enjoy. You know, some of the greatest victories of the past. Maybe some that you maybe don't quite remember, and you know, and just and enjoy what is the uh, wonderful. Just world. make it the Buckeye I, day. Like it's perfect that I'm off that day, but I'm gonna be. I'd rather be off Friday <laughs> as yeah, opposed try, to being off Thursday. Yeah, like, I'm trying to work that out. It's gonna be a long night, but I'm excited about it. So, all right, that's it, everybody. That's the remix. Uh, thanks for checking us out. This was the this was the first premix. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be we'll be talking after the Minnesota game. Hopefully, once again, I always say hopefully to talk about a great victory. Um, you know me, I'm honest. Uh, I'll I'll give the teams the the. You know, the, the position groups, the score they deserve, the coaches, the score they deserve, and hopefully everything uh, comes up roses. But we'll see, man. You never know in the world of college football. So thanks, Mo Murphy. Go check out offtheballnetwork.com. And uh, have a great week, everybody, and go Bucks.